This is a GRDC podcast. While this year, 2019, is not expected to be a problem year when it comes to Russian wheat aphid, they didn't survive the very hot, dry summer, it doesn't mean they won't make their presence felt in years to come, hence ongoing research into this pest that was unknown in Australia just a few years ago. But to find out more about controlling Russian wheat aphids, you need lots of them. So a greenhouse at the Waite campus of the University of Adelaide has been turned over to growing tens of thousands of little pests. Sardi entomologist Martin Van Helden showed me around the greenhouse and told me about a series of trials looking at local thresholds and the potential impact Russian wheat aphid can have on yield. We're looking at what amount of aphids does actually reduce yield. Yeah. Because a single aphid will not do any damage, that's clear. And there is not enough experience in Australia with thresholds. The Americans have worked on it, of course, in the 1980s when the aphid was introduced in the United States. And they've come up with thresholds and we're just checking whether the same thresholds are valid in Australia or yeah. not. Yeah. So you're rearing the aphids here. Yeah. On this one, I see a lot of aphids on the actual plastic. They've obviously yep. taken wing and flown out, right? Yeah, these aphids are reared over approximately four to five weeks. So we start off with clean plants, of course, that are being grown in another greenhouse. It's barley in this case, which we use for the rearings. The plants are being placed in these cages, and then we put a number of aphids on them, and they will multiply over a few generations. The aphids will stay on the plants and not start to move around as long as the plants are in good shape. Mm. But in this other cage, as you can see, where the plants are really not looking very nice anymore, all this white striving, which is typical for Russian wheat aphids. Now the plant quality is decreasing and the reaction of aphids is then to form wings and start to migrate. If it's warm enough, it's clearly warm enough here in the greenhouse. Outside, it will be very much depending on the actual weather conditions. Okay. There's a lot of dead aphids in that particular one you were talking about down the bottom here. What's this upper grey? Yeah, there's there's two things on the bottom. There's dead aphids from previous generations, and there's also a lot of skins. So aphids go through a number of molds. There's about five different stages. So the nymphs will develop, and then finally you get the adult. That takes about 10 to 12 days, according to the temperature. In the greenhouse, it's pretty fast. Outside, it's much slower. And what you get is all this little fuzz, it's just the empty skins. You said the second part of the trials was to test the yield impact of aphids. Yeah. That, to me, says it has a fairly major impact. Yes and no. Uh, what you see is symptoms. Yeah. Symptoms is very obvious in Russian wheat aphids. It's the striping, it's the rolling. Uh, you can quite easily find that even in a field situation. Does that really affect the amount of yield which you get in the end, which is grain? Um, That's not always the case. You need a fair amount of aphids. The American thresholds are 20% of plants with symptoms and aphids until growth stage 40. And then later on, when there's a lot more tillers, we switch to 10% of tillers with aphids on them. So that's a fair amount of aphids that you can have before, according to the Americans, you would get yield loss. And from the results from last year's experiments, that was only a limited number of experiments, but we've seen that the plants can have quite a few aphids on them before we actually see yield loss. What do they actually do to the plant? So aphids have very fine stylets. They will puncture into the sieve elements of the plant. That's where they feed on. Sieve elements contain a lot of sugar, contain a lot of amino acids, and that's where the aphids go for. Once they have reached the the phloem, they can just sit there and they don't even have to pump it up because it's under pressure. So they just get the nutrients in. Mm. And on the other side, they pop out, well, 
honeydew, which is the sticky material which you sometimes find under a plant with aphids, and new aphids. Yeah. That's, of course, the issue with aphids. They can multiply relatively quickly. And is that puncturing is, is affecting the plant, the health of a plant? The, the puncturing itself, not that much. It's so fine, those stylets, that doesn't do any damage. It's what happens with Russian wheat aphids that they inject something, and we don't know exactly what it is, but it seems to be linked with bacteria that they are carrying in their salivary glands. Oh, it's a wow. very complicated story, and we don't have the end of that yet. But those bacteria are apparently causing the very strong reaction in the plant. Okay. Oh. And in reward for the aphid, that apparently increases the plant quality for the aphid as food. Right, and hence they multiply. Yeah. 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 So this year, 2019, there weren't a lot of uh, aphids that survived the summer. So what's, what's this year going to be like? Yeah, we've, we've been sampling together with the people from Caesar who've been covering Victoria and New South Wales, Tasmania, and we've been taking care of South Australia. We've done a lot of sampling to find which plants host aphids mm. in summertime. So mainly grasses, wild yeah. grasses. Barley grass and rome. Barley grass, rome grass are the main host plants for the Russian wheat aphid, but they became very scarce because it was so dry. So there's, at this moment, it's very, very difficult to find any aphids outside. And the pressure of aphids for the coming season is probably minimal. That really proves the point of the, the Green Bridge, doesn't it? The importance of the Green Bridge in summer. If there's no Green Bridge, there's no problem in winter. Yeah, very likely that that's the case, but it's good to check that thoroughly. And that's yeah. what we've been doing and we'll be doing it again next season. There's even another step because in some of the areas where there is more rainfall, like Tasmania or southern Victoria, we know that there's aphids because they have more green grasses. The question is, will those aphids still move over to a new crop? And for that, they need to fly. And in order to be able to fly, they need good weather conditions. It should be warm enough. Right. There's a very delicate balance there. Yeah. Last year, we've seen when we were setting up a trial in Tasmania, at the moment we were sowing, there was plenty of aphids around the trial on volunteer cereals. They never, ever moved into our trial, probably because it was too cold. It needs to be warm for them to develop wings to fly. Yeah, yeah, and to, and to fly, to be able to fly because they are cold-blooded animals. They need high enough temperatures to be able to be active. Yeah. So one of the uh, points that you made in a, in a recent paper you wrote was that the very presence of Russian wheat aphid doesn't necessarily mean crop damage. Were you then talking about the yield? Is that what you're yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're really looking at yield. The visual symptoms of Russian wheat aphids are very strong. Uh, you can almost spot them from a car while driving along a paddock. We see them so often that we can do that. Um, they're really easy to detect. And that's in fact an advantage because you can easily spot them. And then if you see that the amount of symptoms would be too high or the amount of aphids would be too high, you could still do an intervention if needed, mm. which could happen at some stage, even though we don't expect an insecticide, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, in the trials that we're doing, we're also looking into what is the effect of a insecticide treatment around growth stage 35 to 40, which is basically before flowering starts, before the heads come out. And it seems that as long as that treatment is done, even if there's relatively high population of aphids before, as long as they are eliminated by a treatment around growth stage 40, there doesn't seem to be much yield loss later on. Well, that's good news. Yeah, that's potentially the, the use of a threshold is, is certainly possible. Another point that you make very, very clearly in your paper is that we must protect 
those seed treatments, the efficacy of those seed treatments is the future? Yeah, those seed treatments are extremely efficient. And they, in cases where we need them, they are really good tools. In cases where we don't really need them, we shouldn't use them because that would actually increase the risk of the development of resistance. And if we get resistance, we can't use the tool anymore. So it's, it's very important, I think, that farmers are aware of that. Insecticides need to be used when there really is a need. The problem with those seed treatments is, yeah, you have to decide very early if you're going to use them. And then if later on it turns out that you didn't need them, they're already on. Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah. and we've seen cases recently with increased resistance in green peach aphid against the same compounds. That's in canola, it's a completely different crop, but that's where it's probably much more valuable because that's a case where there's virus transmission and risk for the crop. Whereas in cereals with Russian wheat aphids, probably we don't need to treat in many cases, like last year and this year. And if we would have to treat, we can always do it later with a different compound. So what's your guesstimation about how many uh, Russian wheat aphids you got in here? Oh, you want to count them? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had up to 10,000 aphids from a single cage. We've got 30 cages here, so that's quite a nice population. Okay, I worked it out. That's 300,000 aphids ready to reveal their secrets in a series of trials this year. My thanks to Martin Van Helden for his time. <laughs>